Welcome back to another episode of You Are What You Observe. We had a little break. It's been a week and a half or something. Your last one. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. A couple, two, three weeks for me since you had the sub substitute there for me. No, that was the one before. Was it? We were on the last one. Oh, yeah. that's right. Hot sheet. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Sean for filling in. You're the man. Good job, buddy. Even though he kind of caught you off guard on a few things. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Um, so, well, did you get to watch the fights last night? No, but I seen some replays. Oh, my gosh. Man, it was a really good card. I was too tired. I went to bed. Yeah? Oh, good. I seen the, I seen the uh, Usman knockout. Yep, that was crazy. I, I did not expect that. Oh, I knew he was going to beat Masvidal. I don't think I figured... Masvidal's that great. I mean, he's good, but I didn't think he was championship level. I thought he would beat him, but I didn't think it would be a knockout. like Masvidal, That's only the second time I think Masvidal's ever been stopped in his career. He's tough, there's no doubt. He's got the bad yeah. mofo belt. So, Yeah, did you see how he did it, too? Usman reached out, grabbed his right hand, grabbed Masvidal's right hand, because Masvidal had his, his right hand up in like a um, protective placement for a kick or something. Mm -hmm. and. Usman stepped in, hooked his arm around the, uh, um, Masvidal's right hand, and then just came in, and he had so much leverage, and he was so far in that, and he and as he was swinging, Masvidal dropped his left hand just a little bit, and oh my god, it was like yeah, better shot, just, yeah, perfect, right on the chin, it was crazy. Oh, as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, he's not getting up after that. And the fight, and did you did you see the fight before the knockout before, or highlight? Or Who was it? It was Rose Namajunas versus. Yeah, Ray. the kick to the head. Oh, yeah, that man, was great. That was that was perfect. Because I seen it in fast motion. I'm like, that didn't look like that much. And then they saw it in slow, and you seen how she snuck her foot up in between. Yeah. Her hand and 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 body and just cranked and right on the money. Yeah, that was great. That was good. And then did you see the? What about the other one where the dude broke his leg? Yeah, Chris Weidman. That was Chris Weidman? Yeah. Chris Weidman who broke his leg? Yeah. Yep. That did not look like Chris Weidman. Oh, my God. I didn't know that was Chris Weidman. Oh, yep. that was so bad. Yeah, this is the same thing that when he fought Anderson Silva, that's what happened to Anderson Silva. Yeah. And then the same thing just happened to him. I see. And they played the replay of both of them together. Yeah. They put it together. You could see. The weird thing was that I thought was weird was where Weidman's shin hit the other guy's shin. Who was he fighting? Mm -hmm. uh, Uriah Hall. Okay, Uriah Hall. Where he hit Uriah Hall isn't where the break was. It looked like the break was four or five inches lower on his leg. Yeah. So I wonder if he didn't already have a weakened something in there already weakened and that just that leverage snapped it the rest of the way. Yeah. Very well could. Oh, that was I, I was watching those replays going, Oh, I missed a good one. Yeah. And when you when you watch the replay of that, like it snaps. I mean, you see it fold in half yeah. while the kick's going uh -huh. on. And it's like his face doesn't change, like he doesn't even know. Right. And then he steps back on yep. it and it just 
And then you can oh. see in his face, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. And he didn't even do anything. He just laid there. He's like, I'm for sure done. Did he even tap or anything? Or I, I think the other guy stopped. I don't even think he... Yeah, it looks like they knew. Both knew it was over. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That was tough. A really well, good card, though. People will be a little more careful about those leg kicks again now, because... You know, that was the big talk, especially from Rogan. Oh, yeah, the leg kicks are the new thing. They're this big weapon. But man, not if that's going to happen to you. <laughs> kicking someone. Jesus. Could you imagine kicking something so hard your leg snaps in half like that, like, and turns into rubber? Oh. Well, and it's, it's crazy that it's because our shin is so hard. I know. That our, that's just goes to show how strong the bones are when you... And how hard he had to be that. kicking as well. I know a lot of those things, those little kicks, it's like a lower leg kick to the, you know, to the calf. Yeah. It doesn't look like much when you watch, but I'm sure if you get hit by that, it's like someone swinging a baseball bat at your leg or something. Oh. It just... it, and it, it doesn't register to me because I've never been hit there. That I know yeah. of. No. I've never had felt that. Yeah, I've been punched, I've been elbowed, I've been slammed in the head and the body and stuff, but never, like, kicked in the leg. It just gives me the creeps. I I, I was listening to it, too, because they're playing the replay, and Rogan was kind of talking about it, and Cormier's in the background. You just tell me about it. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> watch, you know? Multi, multi-time world champion, and he can't even watch yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> What what time did the um the main event end? I don't even know. Yeah, I was out. I think it was pretty quick because it was a lot of. Because I mean that that was the f- second fight, the Weidman one, and that was ended in less than a minute. Oh, that the was that fight. fast! I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah, it was right in the beginning. Wow. Um. Then the third fight. I think that did make it to second round, but then it ended in the second round. That was Rose? No, no the, the third one was Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Who won that one? Ve- uh, Shevchenko. She yeah. dominated her. Right. Wow. Um, and that was second round. Then the next one was first round, I believe. Maybe it was second. And then the next one was first round, too. Oh, man. So it was pretty quick. Quick card, yeah. Well, at least they were really good endings though you know Spectac- oh yeah was... spectacular endings yeah because if they were just quick knockouts or chokeouts or something that fast it would be kind of bummed like how much your money's worth to watch the whole thing yeah yeah but they were so they were quick but they were so like intense that it's yeah worth it oh yeah like i did not expect the you know the like the even the girl fight the rose versus way lee because way lee's last fight i don't remember if i don't know if you remember but that's when she fought um Joanna Yunjechik, and that was like a year over a year ago, and it was like a it was the fight of the year. Mm. It was just a war, five rounds. Joanna's jo- head was like swollen, like she looked like she had an alien head. Oh my god, I didn't see that one. I don't think. And then this one happened so quick that it's like you're just shocked. It's been so long since I've actually been able to watch a whole UFC. I just... I can't. It's too late in the night for me. I'm too old to watch. Stay up and watch them now. I'm fall asleep. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, I miss it. I I might just have to buy it to watch rewatch everything. 
Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Good. I hate knowing about it though, when you already know the outcome. I wish somebody would just say, "Oh, you gotta get it. You gotta get it and watch it." Then that would be better. Yeah, but would you actually get it? Probably, probably. <laughs> if, no. if if there was a bunch of buzz about it and I didn't uh, and I didn't hear what happened, it's impossible to not see it though. I know. know. On social media. That's why if I if I like have to watch it the next day or something, I just won't I won't go on social media or anything. Won't look at any there's news. Well, there's very few of my friends though who absolutely like no none of my friends actually posted it or talked about it. It was just uh, I think I'm like I like the UFC page or something yeah. like that that showed yeah. up or YouTube or yeah, but it, all that stuff yeah yeah it always comes up oh. I see that kick though. Because oh. first they showed, what they did? They showed the Masvidal. I'm like, okay, that was good. Yeah. But I expected, I expected that, you know, kind of to go that way. But that was a solid knockout. And then they show the, um, and then they show the girls' fight with the kick to the head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. But then the top it off, the freaking Weidman leg break. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. Ah, God, I'm glad those guys get paid a lot of money to do that. Because if you are just a up and starter and you're getting like three hundred dollars to go fight and that happens, oh yeah. man, it does. I'm sure. <laughs> I wonder if they have like some kind of insurance. Because are they actually working for the UFC? They have a contract with them, so does the UFC have to? Is that like covered under workman's comp or something? Or do they have to pay know. for all that medical treatment? I think the UFC pays for it from what I've, I believe I've heard that. Oh, that would make sense because those guys always get the best treatment. I mean, they're always, they talk about going to that UFC uh, gym or training center or whatever, and they've got masseuses and special yeah. food and all kinds of stuff. That's good. Yeah, did you watch it at home or did you go out? No, it was just at home. What's the next big fight coming up? Cloth. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't remember. No, oh, I, I know Israel Adesanya fights again in June. That'll be kind of a big one. Oh, and I think maybe on the same—I don't know—Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier will have rematch this summer too. That doesn't even excite me at all. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it, but yeah. Yeah, not exciting. I'd rather watch a Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight because yeah. you know it'll be a bloodbath. But maybe I mean the first one wasn't really. Yeah, it was. He choked him out in the first round or second round. Yeah, but he was bloodied up. I mean, Nate was all bloodied up and messed yeah. up too, and that yeah, was great. I mean, the Dustin. Did you did. Did you even see the last Connor and Dustin fight? No. It was a good fight. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, Dustin's fun to watch. Connor's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so out of it. I don't. I don't keep yeah. up with it like I used to. Miss it. All right, you wanna you ready? Oh, go ahead. I got something. Uh oh, you got a smirk <laughs> on your face. Just, How's those how are the workouts not, coming? Oh, they're bad. 
<laughs> non-existent. Uh, what happened? I have an overloaded schedule and I don't have my workout. My workouts aren't rated high enough to get done during the day. Although there's a ton of other things that don't get done every day either. So Yeah. I have been still doing my mobility work pretty regularly, but no no workouts. I, and when I did, I went and did the one Yeah. after we talked and I had to use that stupid Bowflex machine uh-huh. and it just, it depresses me because it's not really work. <laughs> it's like I, I can put it on the heaviest thing and I could do like 50 reps. So <laughs> I don't really get much of a workout. I don't have a bench. So I'm just making excuses. I'm not um, I'm not persistent in my training, that is for sure. And it'll come up why when we transition to the new topic here. Yeah. Which is... But what about, before we go into it, what about your, are you still eating decent? Because you said you were eating Yes, decent. I am. I am. Yep, I pre-cooked all my food yesterday. And you all could be jealous because I bought all filet mignon for my meals yeah oh yeah oh my gosh so good (laughs) i went to the local meat market and got a giant loin and had them cut it up for me nice oh yeah i cooked it up on the grill i don't know if i can eat anything else anymore (laughs) gonna be spoiled but it was really expensive yikes so it won't happen every week yeah, so I got my rice cooked up. I got a bunch of vegetables ready to go. Um, I've been eating a lot of fruit. Yeah, so the the eating's still been good because that doesn't. I made time to cook that and go get it and all that. So doing better. Yes, still not perfect, but doing better. Good. Anything else you want to bust my balls about? <laughs> not yet. What about you. You're supposed to be on this lose weight thing here. What about what about yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Okay. I mean, I'm always working out. It's That's your job. Consistent with that. That's yeah. your job. So. And eating, it. not necessarily eating like the healthiest, but I'm not like going crazy, so I'm still losing weight. And, yeah. Well, good. And I'm not eating horribly. It's just sometimes I still eat crap. <laughs> I, I just don't eat a lot of it. I. I limit my crap eating now. So I'm still yeah. eating some some junk, but I'm trying to use like like at night I'll want a snack. So I got some mm-hmm. some seedless grapes. But those ran out and then there were chips. So I ate chips. <laughs> <laughs> like how you put the, like I did have seedless grapes though. So. Yeah, I gotta get <laughs> I, I honestly gotta get more of those, so I prefer that over almost anything. Right now at least. Taste buds are taking me. Um, yeah, that's it. You know, I smoke a little weed at night and get the munchies. And <laughs> oh, you know what I watched last night was really cool. Um, it was a Netflix show. Uh, what was it called? The Color of Nature, or some something to that effect. It it's new on uh, Netflix, I think. 
Um, and it's that, oh, what is that guy's name? David, uh, uh, I'm so bad with names. He's done a lot of nature programs for like national. Oh, Attenborough. Attenborough. Yeah. David Attenborough. So it's with him and he's really good. Um, my phone's, yeah. Life in color with David Attenborough. What is it? Um, it's just about how color in nature, um, between flowers and animals, plants and different things, how they use color and why uh, different colors are used and how they've come through with an evolution, how everything, how a lot of animals can only see in with uh, two spectrums where we can see in three spectrums. And then there's other animals who can see UV light as well. And it was really interesting because he got into one of the things were a zebra. It was like, you're out in the plains and you got this animal that's black and white against a brown background. It's like, it stands out like a sore thumb. It's, it's what, what, why did nature do this? Well, then they go and they, they show a tiger. Or, no, mm-hmm. not a, was it a tiger? Cheetah. It was a cheetah. Tigers aren't where zebras are, I don't think. It was a cheetah. And what happens is, and it was cool because the way they filmed it, you kind of got that feeling, was when all of the zebras, since they're a herd animal and they're all together, and every animal stripes... They, they put it as it's like their fingerprint. No zebra has the same stripes. Everyone is different. And when you put them into a group like that, and it's rushed movement, and, and um, uh, the bodies and the stripes are all moving at different speeds and different angles, it's very hard for the predator to focus on only one individual. Mm. So it's like a, a group camouflage thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was really cool. And then there were some other ones where this this little crab, little tiny crab, um, about the size of a fly, lives on flowers and can change its colors from pure white to like this yellowish color and they can blend in with the flowers depending on what it is and they attack and eat bees. Wow. They show this thing just reaches over and grabs them. They don't even see them because the bees also see in the uh, different spectrum. I think they said they see in the uh, ultraviolet. I believe it was ultraviolet spectrum. And when they used a special ultraviolet camera, you could see how that that little crab, it had this special iridescence and you couldn't really see it. And the bee was like an, a sixteenth of an inch away from this thing and it didn't even know it was there. And the thing just like wow. kind of started to give it a slow hug and then just headlocked it and killed it. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. But it's all because of the light and the color that they use in these things. It's, it's an amazing documentary. And the, That's cool. And the videography is accurate. I mean, it's so crystal clear. I mean, it's so beautiful. 
thank you again for the new televisions. We can enjoy that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have looked anywhere near as good on my old television. Yeah. But that was very cool. I love those documentaries are always good. They've been putting those, they put those things out. Like seems like every year there's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And you, something different. And it's amazing how they got yeah. some of this film. I mean, Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Check it out. It's worth it. I, I quit. They got too tired and bad after about an hour or something. Yeah. Well, I'll watch that. All right. You ready to get into her? Yeah. Main? I do. I'm so go ahead. Ready. You can introduce it. Well, I wanted to talk about, Something that I noticed, you know, I've always noticed it my whole life. And uh, because I think I naturally have this, what would you call it, propensity for persistence in my life on for things that I want to accomplish or things that I want to do that I find interesting and um, challenging. I always have something. There's always something in my life, whether it's um, when I was on the wrestling team or the diving team, or I was uh, starting off as a contractor, or I was um, in triathlon, or I'm starting my business now, or whatever it happens to be in life, growing medicinal marijuana, you know, everything... I get this focus and it's and it's just a natural thing for me for some reason to want to excel at it and get good and learn and then become uh, proficient. And what I haven't seen in a lot of people is you, you get some people, they will start with a great motivation, very fired up very excited about something and it's something even something that they've they've been excited about their whole life and they've enjoyed but then it falls off over a period of time before they become successful at it or even um proficient kind of like how we were talking the other podcast with our ten thousand hours they fall mm -hmm. off way before they hit that they hit they fall off before they hit two thousand hours mm-hmm and I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember who it was. I think it was with, um, who's that funny actor, English actor. He was in uh, Get Him to the Greek. Oh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. I think it was, I was listening to him about, and he started talking about persistence. And it made me start thinking about it. And then I did a little bit of research on it. And I don't know what it is. I thought maybe we could just discuss and have your ideas come out. Because I, I don't know what it is where people want to succeed, but they lose it. And, and, and what I've got is I've got seven points. And this is all about persistence and particularly in the face of pessimism amongst peers or relatives or people close to you or even from your inner voice. You know, your inner voice is the worst. But why does, what, what is it about people who are successful that are persistent? You know, 
they continue and continue and continue to work on these things, even in the face of adversity, all the all the things that go on in your life, your day to day, you know, struggles that you have. So doing in research, I came across some really good points and I'll take, we'll take one at a time, but so persistence say for you, I would say following your dream to become what you are now in your field, you had to be persistent in your schooling, in your training. And, and you went over and above because you were doing this outside of work. You got into a, a job doing it as well while you're still in school and you're still doing it, it still excites you and you're, you're still motivated to do these things. But there are a lot of people who want to do these things, but they fall off. And I always thought, well, that must not be the thing for them. But then I look back on my life, it's like, well, you know, I can trace mine back. The earliest thing that I can trace this back to was when I was a young child. I don't think I was, I was probably nine or ten. And my friend came over with a pogo stick. And the kid who came over was like, I've talked about him before, Troy Mabry. He was an amazing athlete, just an amazing natural athlete beyond anyone I've ever seen my entire life. This kid was just unnatural, and unfortunately, he didn't pursue it. But he came over with the pogo stick, and he was really good at it. He could bounce on the dang thing all the time. I get on, I get two bounces, and I'm on the ground. Well, he got something happened. He had to take off and go home, and he left his pogo stick at my house. And I got on that thing and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced. I had blisters and cuts on the inside of my legs from rubbing against the small bolts that were on there holding the dang thing together. I'm a nine or 10 year old kid. This was the first time that I think I discovered that, okay, if you keep trying things, you get better at it. You get better and you get better and you get better. And that's where I think it first ingrained in my brain. But then throughout my life, I've done the same thing with many different challenges. Not even challenges, but just... um, Endeavors, different endeavors. Yeah, endeavors. And I I think back on it now, and and I look at other people, people who've had it, let's say, financially easier than I did, and even physically and intellectually easier than I had it, who didn't put these things in and have never really accomplished anything in their life other than just going through the motions. Now, I know that not everyone wants to accomplish things. People don't really care. There are a lot of people don't care about it. And I'm and I'm wondering what are those things? What is it that that is specific to people who are 
highly, and I won't say motivated, but they continue through adversity. They keep trying until they succeed. The persistence. So what I've got are seven, seven items here. We can talk about each one. So what I think it begins with is the number one, uh, number one is. So what are the seven things? Are these? Do you like want to hear them first? Or you want I just want to know what they, before you say what they are, is this what, like what your thoughts are or what you came across? Or these are or what? what I came across and I have to agree with it. There okay. are, there's probably more than this, but I think these are the outstanding topics. Like principles of. Persistence? Principles okay. of persistence that that people have and what they do that that keep them going in the direction for success or accomplishment. So the f number one is what most people have that are persistent is an all-consuming vision. So you have this vision of something that you want to accomplish. I'll go back to, for me, myself, I'll go back to high school. Um, when I was on the diving team from the 10th grade, when I first got there in high school, my goal was to break the school record. I didn't care about school. I hated school. But because of that all-consuming vision that I had, I knew I had to go to school. I knew I had to get good grades to be able to stay on the team and to be able to, to um, compete. So that helped me there. It helped, helped me not just accomplishing my goal, but it helped me stay in school and, and get an education because there's a very good chance I would have dropped out if it weren't for that. So this persistence of an all-consuming goal, it's helped me beyond just accomplishing that goal that I want. That has secondary benefits to it. So the all-consuming vision in my, in, from what I've looked at, taking my experience and a little bit of research that I did is, it's when you constantly think about this goal, it's always top of mind. Almost everything you do is related to that. It's a passion bordering on a mental illness, I think. It, it's a fine line in there because it's so all-consuming. It's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning, and it's the last thing you think about when you go to bed. Okay? That is... The first step, I don't think you can, I don't know how you would naturally get that. If you don't have that, I don't know how you could get it. Any thoughts, any ideas on how you could get that yourself to that point? Hmm. I think, I think you can. I would say you could. I mean, some people definitely would have more of a propensity for it. But I think like anything, I mean, you can work on it. 
I mean, I don't think I share the same persistence as you. I, I don't have that personality. It's almost... Persistence is a weird... I don't know if persistence is the word I'm thinking of, but it's similar to that. I guess it's all related. But I don't really have that. Like, I don't have a, an obsessive personality. I don't get obsessed with things. I just do things that I enjoy. That's how I kind of see it. Like, even with stuff that's related to, you know, fitness and that. Like, all those things that I've done, it wasn't really because I was like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to become the best. I just did them. I was like, oh, this is this is interesting to me. So I kept, I wasn't even seeking, it wasn't even like, I need to go out of my way to find more. It just was just reading or listening to people that I enjoyed listening to. So it was on your mind though. It was, give me a for instance of something that maybe you were persistent in your life. That's, I've been trying to think about it while you've been talking. I think, I mean, I guess... I just don't think of it as being persistent. Well, how did you like? How did you finish school and then go on to get your master's degree without having that goal, that end goal being? I mean, you you worked your ass off for years. I just, I just don't look at it like that. <laughs> you may not look at it like that, but yeah, it that is. might be why I'm just yeah. I don't really feel like I worked that hard, so I don't I feel say, like I was say, being like you know, persistent because I was like failing and like had to like. I was knocked down and had to get back up. I just. So you're one of the lucky ones who just it. everything works out for you, huh? <laughs> oh, he froze on me. Uh-oh. I think I lost you. Froze up. Okay. A little bit of technical difficulties there for a second. Anyway, you, you're talking about you and your persistence in getting your master's degree. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 always you say you feel that it wasn't you just did it because you enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess when I think of like persistence, the word persistence, it's like you're on the verge of quitting or something, but you just persist past that. Oh, okay. Well, then that may be a. I guess that's definition in my head that we have. Yeah, I don't, and I never felt like that. Like it was never even came up in my head that I should stop or anything. Oh well, see, that is a persistence then. You're, you are. I mean, it's because you failure is not an option. Well, so hold on, that's not the right word. Well, it's it's continuing firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Yeah, and the I difficulty just, just is never... yeah. You you you've got to do the work. You've, you've got to study, you've got to take the test, you've got to go to class, you've got to pay yeah, for your schooling, everything that's involved. What a monumental task that is. So even though you may not see it that way, you just see it as living your life. You definitely have the persistence in there. Yeah. I mean, just doing this podcast, how long have we been doing this now? I mean... It, it's been on the verge of failure for so many times because we lose interest and, and get away and then you bring it back to life because there you are with your persistence. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I think you do have it. You just don't look at it as... Yeah, maybe that's it. I just don't... Yeah. You, you don't look at it as anything special. And neither do I. 
I look at it, which is just how I, I just, what I do. That's why I look at other people who don't have it, and I shake my head. I go, how, how, how can you not do that? You know, you, you love this. You're, you're interested in it. Why do you quit following? Why, why do you stop? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, hmm. And, and I'm just trying to think of examples in my head of, you know, things that people quit or I quit that are important too. But I don't know. You quit playing soccer. Yeah. Put 10 years in. Had enough. But you, but you mastered it. You were there for 10 years. I mean, you had your 10,000 hours. Yeah. I mean, for as old as you were, you mastered it. You were at a pretty elite level, you know? So anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. But I see so many people that are more skilled than me. Have the more financial ability to pursue something than I do. They enjoy it. Do you have an example? I mean, you don't have to give a person's name, but just a situation or something. I always or will go, just give it away. I always go back to sports. You know, uh-huh. I always see people with tremendous talent, tremendous talent, solid home lives, all these things going for them. Well, eh, they try things get a little bit difficult, a little bit, just a little bit. And then, eh. They don't want to put the work into it. Or But what's so what's like a what age though are you seeing people do that? All ages. Even in my even even in the senior citizens. But I mean in, I'm talking about the sports example though. Well, sports you gotta kinda leave it down to, to younger people because Yeah. So in that case they just maybe haven't learned it or they don't have parents that do that either. True, but in but in adulthood, I, I can go to people who want to start a business. Let's just say that. Yeah. And they get the first inklings. Well, they get all excited. They they pick a business name. They they get a logo or something, you know. And then, which we both know is the easiest part, which is you know that's just playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then once they find out, oh wait, you've actually got to do some. It takes effort and then slowly lose interest. And I don't know whether they can't see the big picture at the end. Maybe they don't have the all-consuming vision, which is the number one. Maybe they're just smarter. That is probable. (laughs) That is highly probable. Because I am not very smart. I can tell you that. Because it's not, maybe they're like, well, this isn't. I will keep ramming my head. <laughs> I will keep re- ramming my head to a brick wall till it breaks down, or my head breaks. So that's probably yeah. not very smart. Because <laughs> it's not an easy path. So it's not, and, and, and it's definitely not guaranteed. Even though if you say you have this big vision, it's definitely not even close to a guaranteed. So y'all, the all-consuming vision. What, what do most people say? Oh, I want to be rich. 
Yeah. How many people say, oh, I want to have money. I want to have fame. I want to have wealth. I want to have, I want to have, have, have. That's the, that would be the vision. And some people can carry, and some people are legitimately So I'm motivated by wealth or things. Um, and I think you can be motivated made, motivated by that in a, in a temporary sense, but I don't think it keeps you going in the long run. Um, that gives you what you would think persistence does for you. But they, but they lose it somewhere. They don't want to do the work. So where does it, where does it, why does it fall off there? Is it not worth it to them? Was it somewhere in their development that it isn't important anymore? Or they'd like to have it or they, they don't want to put the work. They never learned to put work in and never learned that connection of doing work equals, you know, the outcome. I don't know. By the time we get through this, we may have a, have an idea of why. So I'm going to move on to the second. What was, that, what was that first bullet point again? First bullet point is all-consuming vision. You know okay. you want to have yeah. this thing. You want to have this thing, and it's all you think about all the time. Or a vast majority of the time. You think about it a lot. Yep. Bullet point number two. A burning desire. So you overcome excuses. You don't make excuses to work hard to work to get the outcome that you want, or you don't you keep you keep going even if you have slow progress or even backward progress. You still keep that vision. It's kind of like when you invest in the stock market. Your vision is, okay, I want that 10 to 12% return on my investment down the road so I can retire. But in the meantime, you're watching, you're watching uh, your stocks go up and down and up and down. And oh my God, this week has been something like that for me. What the hell is happening to Bitcoin? Oh yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin has taken a dive. And so has um, the GameStop. GameStop hasn't died. It's just not going up. It went down, though. I lost. I'm losing Just a little bit. Not that much. 10%? Shouldn't have got in so late. Well, that's true. <laughs> Same with Bitcoin. I got in in Bitcoin at 55000 It went up to sixty. Yeah. I'm like, great. That dipped down to like fifty eight. I bought some more. Bought some more. And then jumped it down, dove all the way down to forty nine thousand. But this is the persistence thing. You know, you stick with a vision, even in the hard times. You, 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 and the, and then, and the next, the next item will kind of lay the groundwork for why this is, why you can do this. The burning desire and to to stick with it, even though. You're going backwards or maybe taking a very long time to have improvements. You know, you hit plateaus all the time in everything in life. You're gonna you're gonna hit plateaus. As 
as a trainer, you understand that probably as good as anybody. Your body hits a plateau and then you have to change things up, do something different, find another way to make, um, to have increases or gains in, in what you're trying to do. So that's the bullet point number two is that burning desire. It kind of comes with the vision, except the vision is just something that you, you have that idea in your head and you're always thinking about the idea. The burning desire is, man, I want that bad. I want to get that thing and I'm going to do it, whatever it takes. Okay. I might fail, but I'm going to pick up and I'm going to get at it again. So that's the burning desire part. So these traits, these seven traits, and I don't know if everyone has all of them. They probably have all of them, but different differing levels, you know, on each one. There's a yeah. spectrum for everything. But when it comes together in the final soup, you know, you get this wonderful mix of soup that that works and is 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 the the key to making everything work. So so if we move on here quickly to uh Bullet point number three, or trait number three. And I think this may be more, for sure, as much as anything else, is an inner confidence in yourself. Knowing yourself, know, knowing what you can accomplish, knowing that you, as an individual, that you can achieve what you're going after. But it also means that you know yourself. You know your limitations. You know your weaknesses so that you can prepare for those things. Like me, one of my weaknesses is that once things start going well, I tend not to work as hard. Because things start going and falling in place, so I get a little bit lax. And that's generally when things start to backtrack and come back at me, instead of staying persistent and, and really pushing forward. So I know this about myself. So I try to give myself these moments of, of time where I can allow myself to be lazy and maybe not do all the things that I want to do and, and just kind of make myself this way. I have control of when these things happen rather than me falling into a rut and everything falling apart. So I know myself and I know I get to those points sometimes. So I have to prepare for it, but I also know that I will come out of it and I will come back strong. But I also know that if I stay in that rut too long, everything will go away. Kind of like my workouts. I got in that big rut and then everything went away and I lost all motivation and any desire or any vision that I had. Um, and I replaced it with something else. So I know this about myself, but I have confidence that I know that if I put my mind to it and I really put effort into it and I become, I have this all-consuming vision and the burning desire I have the confidence in myself that I know I can succeed. There may be a lot of work and a lot of 
skills that I have to acquire. And there will be a lot of work that has to be put in, but I know that I can do those things to, to get the goals that I want. I know that now in my older age, that physically trying to accomplish some goals, I have to do a lot more workarounds. Okay, because the 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 old reliable um, way I used to go about things was just ram, just ram. It's going to happen. Just keep working harder than the next guy. But at, at my age, it's, I'm finding that that's more difficult. So I have to find workarounds. You know, I have to be like you like to say, well, I just like to work smart, not hard. So I get, mm-hmm. so I do more of that. <laughs> You know, yeah, you can't ram anymore because you ram so much too. Yeah, that is the truth. That's the truth. But that inner confidence, and I, 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 I tried to instill those things in you kids too, growing up. You know, I tried to, and I think a lot of that may have been from my mother too, because my mother always, always had positive things to say. I mean, most of the time it was, for me, it was like, mom, don't be stupid. It's just, I'm just doing this thing. <laughs> oh, but you're so good at it. And you're so good at this and you do so well. And oh, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I think that had a lot to do with building my confidence. Um, kept me going when, you know, when you're in school and you have to deal with all the bullies and the, the teenage idiots who want to talk crap to people and you know put you down and try to make themselves feel better because they're putting other people down i had that base of confidence there even from being young i believe that came from my i believe it started from my mother probably because she's annoyingly um positive about that to me and uh while i wasn't while i would point out areas that needed work with you kids, I was always, I always made sure to give positive reinforcement. Always. So I hope that helped with you kids. And it it seems to be, you know, do you feel you have inner confidence? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you're, you don't see lacking. There's definitely times for sure. I think everybody probably goes through that, but I was going to say, I think that number three, this inner confidence is where people fall off too. I think especially like the more and more people I work with, you know, as a coach, I see it so much confidence. I never really, and then that makes me think about myself too, you know, because seeing it in other people, I'm like, okay, I definitely see that in myself sometimes too, where your self-confidence just kind of, either goes away or it's, you know, you have to kind of reinforce yourself. And that goes back to, we talked about it like a while ago, a few months ago, probably. But like, to me, that's the same thing as like self-love. And that a lot of people ignore that. And I've kind of gained a little bit of an appreciation for it about just being like nice to yourself and the words you use to yourself. Cause you can easily, you can like dampen your confidence by saying things that are not nice to yourself. Like, oh, you didn't do that. Like, you're lazy. Things like that. And while they can be used as motivation, if you can use it as motivation, they also can lower your confidence as well. 
Is there a, do you think there's a type of person that, that takes that negative self-talk and turns it into motivation? And then there's a different type of person who has that negative self-talk and it just crumbles them? Well, I think definitely, it's just like you said, it's like a spectrum, I think. I think everybody can do both. But it's just a matter, I think different people have different levels of how they, how well they can handle certain things. So you, you are in essence, are a coach. Mm-hmm. And I coached for many years too. And that, that confidence is that when people don't have it, it's really hard to get that to grow in somebody. But do you think for the people who are listening and they're saying, oh yeah, I, I have terrible confidence. You know, I have no confidence. Do you think there, do you think that's a muscle that they can work and get better at? Yeah. yeah. Like I, that's where I think that like self-love and positive self-talk comes from. So would that be the workout for you? I mean, is that the workout that you would do for that to be, it to can give yourself positive self-talk? I mean, a workout can be used for that. Like you can gain confidence through working out. Cause like, I mean, I could give people, I mean, I do this anyways. Like I never would create a workout for somebody that I know that they're going to be bad at everything. Cause it's just, that's, that's, that's just so hard. Unless that's it's hard for me. <laughs> no. Cause you'd have a good laugh. <laughs> no. But I mean, if I'm going to give somebody something that I know they're bad at. Yeah. I make sure that the most of the rest of the workout is like not easy, but they will accomplish things. Right. And even for myself, I mean, if I'm creating my own workout, I'm not going to give myself a whole workout of just messing up. Yeah, know? yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I think that's... I think that's a very good analogy that, you know, you have to do to improve that muscle, that, that inner competence muscle. You, you have to work it out. You have to... You can't always look at the negative. While, like you said, negative can be motivator. Like, I will tell myself, you lazy piece of shit, why are you doing this? And it, and I got to shake myself out of it. And then I feel better about it. Yeah. But at the moment, I am dwelling and just soaking up all the misery and self-absorbing the, the negative, you know? It's like, ah, I don't even want to try. I just sit here on this couch and eat these potato chips. Doesn't matter. Flip the TV channel scroll through facebook <laughs> the problem is people get into a spiral with that it's like that's why some people cannot do that with themselves they don't think give themselves that negativity whereas i mean i can do that to myself too and it works or i might be able to be like yeah you're right like get up but some people don't think like no that. some people don't have that in a lot them. of people don't you and i have they're, that and that's they're more like yeah you're right i am lazy i'm a piece of shit <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna sit here and and it, i mean it's bad it's, but they're not people yeah, and but they're not. Yeah, of they're course. just just of one course, yeah. thing that they're having a problem with, and we all have a problem with something. Yeah. So what would what could we suggest? And I have I have one thing in mind. Um, when when you feel like that, I think a way to build self confidence, even in, even if even in people who have good self confidence, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to write it down right now. That we should give ourselves. Every day, an attaboy. 
Yeah. Either something that you accomplished or something that you realize you are very good at that you got good at. Because everyone has something, whether it's, damn, I can make a great breakfast. Or I am awesome at flagging down a cab. Whatever it happens to be in your life. Take those things because they're positive thoughts and they're going to build on that motivation and that self-confidence yeah. that you have. I'm, give me a second. Right and it's – some things like that are – I think we don't – I mean I have never done that because it's awkward. You feel weird doing it for yourself. It's like a – I feel like I'm like bumping up my ego or something when I do it, but it's really just small things. And it really will help. I think it really does go a long way doing things like that. Okay. If, there was a – Go ahead. There was a video um, going back from the UFC last night. They released a video like afterwards of Rose Namajunas, the one that she had a head kick KO. Before, like, they're, she's in the cage. They're announcing the names, and she's just standing there. You see her, like, she's saying to herself, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, over and over and over for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Until the fight. Yeah. And then she gets the head kick and wins. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can tell you that... Um, that is a huge thing for a for a moment like that. Yeah. Yeah. When I was diving, I told you for three years I had that goal to break the school record. I got very close many times um, in my senior year. I didn't get that close my junior year, but my senior year I got close many times. But I didn't get it. Until it was the very last home meet. Now, in diving, it's a big deal. Home home meet advantage is, is huge because it's your diving board. Diving boards vary so much. Pool depths, the things that you spot to come out of a spinning. Say you're doing a reverse one and a half. You've got you've to spot certain things to know when to come out to go into the water. So I know, like, there's a beam in the air right here. When I see that, I come out, I stretch for the water. But when you're at some other pool that you're not used to, you have a very little time in warm-ups to get those items and get them into your brain. So it's very difficult to do. So I didn't have very much confidence that I could. We had we had one home meet and then one away meet, and then that was the last chance I had. So in essence, this was my last chance I had to break the school record. I knew I had it in me. I had every confidence that I could do it. I had to put it all together. And I sat and I, we, we got to go in the coach's office, the divers, but everybody left me alone. I made everybody leave. I kicked them all out. I was the, the head diver. I was the, the guy. I kicked everybody out. I'm like, I need this time to myself. And that's all I said to myself. I pictured myself being perfect. And I had this level of confidence that, all day, all day from the time I got up in the morning, I'm breaking the record today. I'm going to break the school record. I told myself this over and over. I'm going to break the record. I got to the pool. I told my coach, I'm going to break the record today. I told the official, I'm going to break the record today. I told everybody, I'm breaking the record. My confidence was so high. Everything was easy was the easiest I've ever felt anything go. Everything moved perfectly. Everything just fell right into place. 
I didn't just break the record. I smashed it. I was actually on uh, looking at a photograph that was taken a couple years ago of the, the school record board. And um, there, there are school records and there are pool records. Now, pool records are the best that anyone's ever done at that pool from any school. Mm-hmm. And then the school record is whoever's done the best at that, who's gone to that school. Well, I hold the school record and I also still hold the pool record. And it's the only record held by a Way Memorial student. Every other wow. record is held by somebody else. So I'm the only one to hold a pool record at our pool. And it's the second, and, and my record is also the second oldest record on the board. That positive self-talk is huge in confidence building. I, I can't overstate it enough. And that's where I really learned it right there. And, and I didn't even really know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just got lucky. I mean, I knew about, I knew about vision, like uh, practicing mentally, practicing with vision and seeing everything perfectly. I knew about that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I trained with that a lot, but my confidence level was just over the top. And I think that, that positive self-talk, like you were talking about Rose did, you know, mm-hmm. look what she did. Yep. The mind is an amazing thing. And we, yeah. we just got to let it do its thing because we get, we, we're our own worst enemy. We get in our own way with our negative thoughts. Oh, this could go wrong or this could go wrong. Or what if I do this? Who cares about that? Yeah. And it's, I think another point of the inner confidence and talking to yourself and positive self-talk is being realistic as well. I mean, so you said like part of the inner confidence is knowing yourself. So you can't just tell yourself, I mean, I don't think just telling yourself like, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow every day is not, I might not do anything because that's not realistic. Hey, rob a bank. Like if, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. But, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It has to be. You still have to work towards it, oh, it, it. But you build, the confidence comes from working and talking. Yeah. Like you had that confidence, not because you told yourself you were going to break the pool record. That helped. But you knew that you were going to break the record because you put in the work beforehand. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, uh, you know, it's it's like when you make your smart goals, you know, mm-hmm. the A is attainable. The goal has to be attainable. Yep. So you have to be realistic. And some people will set their attainability levels too low, though. It's better to set them high but, and fail and still achieve a lot. I think it depends on the person because that will go into the, that all plays into your confidence because if you set them too high always, then you're always failing. Yeah, But then, but if you can set smaller goals that you can achieve on the way to that big goal, you're building your confidence every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Small goals. Sure. Because not many people yeah. like, I don't think there's many people that set a too low of a goal then they achieve it and they're like awesome i did it i'm done i don't think that happens that much because you hit the goal and then you're like what else can i achieve it depends on how hard the goal is sure depends on i mean what do you i mean if you're setting what are you setting goals for that's not that okay well 
for instance, say when I was in tri- training triathlon and competing in triathlon, mm-hmm. a goal, the, one of the big goals for me was to do a full Ironman. Uh-huh. I achieved that. Yeah. That was good. I'm good. <laughs> I didn't need any more. I didn't need oh, to do yeah, 10 Ironmans. Yeah. I didn't need to place in the top 10 in the country in it. I did it. I was, I'm good. But that was, that was the big unrealistic goal. When you first started doing triathlons, an Ironman was yeah. not realistic. True. <laughs> so, you date, so you took little steps, little goals, did sprint triathlon, Olympic, half, mar- half Ironman. Yeah. And then you did it. So that's what I mean. Like you, right. Sure, well, you had the long-term huge goal, but there's still smaller steps right. in between. But even if people don't set it up, like say they don't take a pen and paper and make those little stepping stone goals, even if mm-hmm. they don't do that, they need to have the ability to look back, to look backward. Um, just yeah. like I was saying with the burning desire and you're working toward the outcome, even when you have slower backward progress, you've got to look at over the whole time okay, I haven't achieved that, but look what I've done already. Even if you didn't yeah, have them written as goals, you can, yeah. you've can. you got to be able to look back on it. And, and but it's easier if you have them as goals. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, I mean, that goes, I think that just goes right in with the inner confidence thing. I think that's part of, that's another reason some people don't have confidence is because they don't have that capability of appreciating what they've done. Yeah. How do you, how do you, um, I mean, maybe that's, maybe I, I mean, I may have, maybe I have that problem. Like when I think about looking at my going through school, like I just said, I was just like, I just did it. Yeah. It wasn't like, I mean, I was really happy when it happened. I definitely, uh, oh, appreciate yeah. it in the moment, <laughs> but now I look at it and going through it, I'm just like, it's just what it's doing. It's just what is happening. But did it seem difficult at the time? It's hard. It's hard for me to say now. I guess because it's been a few years. But I mean, if sure, at times it's difficult. Did you always know that you were going to accomplish it? Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Was that, never like that's that that inner confidence. You just knew you were. Yeah, it was it. never. In, yeah. So it th- would never even cross my mind that I wouldn't do it. So it's not even that. So you're very high. So of the of the seven traits, you're very high in the inner confidence. That it sounds like to me. Probably. Yeah. You understand your abilities and what you can do. And, and to you it's just okay, I'm just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. I mean that that's it. You just have a series of things you have to do and and doing those things propels you to that next level. And I think maybe maybe people think too much, maybe think about it too much. Maybe they think that, you know, I've got to do all these things and I can't do it. And I don't know where to start. A, a lot of it that is the lack of knowledge, I think, too. And people might get frustrated because yeah. they can't find, they can't find the slot that they've got to go to and, and get started. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. There's a, a trait for that here. Uh, we'll, oh, okay. We'll get to that. Okay, good. Let me. Can we pause before we move on to the next one? Sure. We're on to number four. Number four traits of persistent people. Uh, 
so what I don't have as a trait is motivation. Because motivation is fleeting. Motivation is good for short bursts and to help help get you going. Um, the fourth trait, though, is highly developed habits. And I think this is something that we actually have to work on. I don't think it be, I don't think too many people are, I think there are a select few. And maybe I'm just saying this because I don't have it that well, that I have to work on. But, um, at least with myself, I don't find habits being natural for me uh, as far as being positive. I get a lot of bad habits. But, uh, so what a habit is, why you want to develop habits and, and make them good habits, you want to use them from motivation. So your motivation will get you doing things, but then you have to force yourself to get those habits getting to the gym, eating right, eating at the right times, drinking enough water, just to put it in your, your wheelhouse yeah. there. Um, but I've got, what I've got written down here is that habits, they keep you going beyond the motivation. When your motivation dies out, your habits take over. And they keep you going on, they keep you on track. So let's say with my business, okay, I'm not motivated to get up. I've lost some motivation. I want to sleep in. But I know I need to do these things in the morning. I need to get on and I need to do my Google ads work and I need to do some things to get ready for the day. By doing those using motivation and enthusiasm, in the beginning, I've created habits. So that even when I don't really want to do it and there's no motivation, it's a habit. I know I do it. It's something that my mind accepts. Okay, we just got to get up and do it. So it's a, it's a helper along the way when your motivation is in a lull. Do you have any habits? That you well, that yeah, you've easy acquired. One yeah, working out is an easy one for me. I don't really working out has. I mean, sometimes I'm really motivated to work out, but it doesn't matter if I'm motivated because it's such an ingrained habit for me that I've been doing for you know more than ten years. I think the thing that popped into my head is like a habit allows you to get away with no willpower. Little willpower is required for a habit. So for me, even if I'm not motivated to work out, whereas some people it's like they have to muster up every bit of willpower they have, I don't really have to. It's just like a little bit like, yeah, let's just get this done, yep. you know? Okay, we're doing this today. It's like washing the dishes or doing your laundry or taking yep. the garbage out. It's a, it's something that you've got to do because you've done it your whole life. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly, that's... how did you put it, how it, how did you put it in the beginning? You said it, uh, not not for laziness, a habit takes over when, 
what was the word you used? Um, oh, shoot. I don't know. I mean, I'm about the willpower or willpower. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It takes over like, yeah, it doesn't require, it allows you to get away without having willpower. Willpower, Yes. Or because willpower is a real thing. Like, you know, there's been research done on it that you only have so much allotted willpower. What? So yeah, you only have so much willpower and certain things that are not habits require a lot more willpower than other things, which then in turn means you're not going to have willpower to get other things done. I This is the first I've heard that. Yeah. So there's a finite amount of... Are you born with this, or does this change through your life? I don't know. I'm sure it changes, and I'm sure some people have more than others. and I'm sure you can work on it as well. Probably by like doing hard things, I'm sure that you get more willpower and... That's never, why habits are so important. Where did important. you hear this? I you remember? A, a limited a supply of willpower. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously skeptical. It, 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 to me, it sounds like the doctors who say, and, and like Trump was saying, well, you only have so many heartbeats in your life. Why do I want to speed it up now? You know? <laughs> it's kind of the same thing for me, but I'm sure you might be right because your brain can only take, you can only do so much. Yeah. And willpower is a compartment of that. Yeah. It requires real energy to, to use willpower, you know, like you'll, you will use glucose in your brain, physical energy to use willpower. Yeah. Wow, really? And I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure you can get into all the hormones and the neurotransmitters, you know, dopamine and serotonin and all this that's related to that as well, but. Well, that would. That's interesting. We're we're definitely going to have to have a podcast just about willpower, I think. Yeah, uh... that's why it's like some it's just like you said, I mean, there's some things it's just like somebody like David Goggins. I think he's talked about it like it's, you know, he's, he exercises every day or, you know, goes running and people look at him as like, so motivated. That's what they use. But he's like, I'm not motivated. I hate this. But he's, <laughs> it's such a habit for him. He doesn't have to expend energy to make himself do these things. That's why it's, when wow. you get in the habit of working out, that's why it's easy. You just, you no longer have to argue with yourself in your brain. Yeah. Or eating right is the same thing. So, wow. So you could use willpower, but in limited, in limited um, amounts, you can't rely on willpower. So you would have to have a structure where you where you use your willpower to help develop those. Yeah, uh, habits. That's what you're saying. In the beginning, yeah, before a habit is created, you are have to use willpower. Yeah, but that's where motivation comes in too. That's what's nice about motivation. It kind of can. I think it can offset willpower a little bit. You, you don't know, have to use you as know, much willpower because you're so motivated, and you're not using that energy. That's why it doesn't seem difficult. Yeah, but if you're, that's why you have to take advantage of being motivated too, and create habits while you're motivated, so that it's 
carry on. A lot on. of people, they forget. They forget that they're going to lose motivation. I see it all the time with people exercising. They just think that they're so excited and yeah. invigorated. They're like, it's yep. fine. Like, I'm going to do this thing. And The new me. I mean, it just <laughs> happens at always. I'm like, we'll see. Because then... <laughs> you've been there and you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever seen anyone take it to another level, though? Other Instead of going that way and losing the motivation, but even getting more excited about it? As they go on over time? Oh, yeah. I mean, most people, I think, start to enjoy exercise more and more. I mean, you go through phases of like, eh, I don't want to do it. But most people that I work with, you know, it's usually, you know, middle age or older. So they realize, you know, when you're working out, like it feels good. Your body feels good usually. And then when you don't work out, you don't feel good. So they're like, yeah, that's a big thing. And so they enjoy it. Like, oh, this feels good. Well, I remember um, when I was working out regularly, um, I had the goal of not missing a workout for a year. And I come darn close. I think I only missed two workouts in the whole year. Yeah. But it got so easy because it was a habit. Yep. Like, I just do, this is what I do. Maybe I'm not going to put a whole bunch of effort in it. You know, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it. But once I got there, I wouldn't let myself half-ass it unless I knew I needed to back off. Yeah. Um, Yep. Yeah, it's it's weird. But willpower, that's crazy. Limited willpower. There's this, um, you know, related to all of this, especially there's, you know, Tim Ferriss, right? Not personally, but yeah. Well, yeah, you know of him, though. He wrote an article, like, you know, this was years ago. It's like the manic, depressive state of entrepreneurship or something like that, or of being an entrepreneur. Really? And uh, he kind of talks about how you need to develop these habits because when you're in these, you know, quote-unquote depressive states, not you're not necessarily depressed, but you go through periods where you don't want to work. But if you have these systems set up, you you will get away with this not working as hard because you're going to have periods where you don't work as hard. But if you have the system set up and the habits set up, then it's it's going to be okay. And then once you get into that manic state or you know excited state, then you push and you make up for the lost ground kind of. Yeah, because That's you can go in cycles. Like with exercise too. Yeah, because you go yeah. in cycles. Yeah, that with makes everything. sense. You know, bringing up that, bringing up Tim Ferriss, and I, I immediately think of all the books he's written, everything he's written about, and that, and it makes me think of the people. And and it's not on this list of traits, and it, it should be. But it's there are a lot of people who have many of these traits. They have a all-consuming vision. They have a burning desire. They even have an inner confidence. But they lack. I don't know if it's the ability. Not, it's not the ability, but they lack. I can't. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but that they don't put in place actions. They read all the motivational books. They watch all the tapes. They watch all the shows. They do all the self 
examinations. They talk to everybody about what they're going to do, but there's no action. They never take the steps to move forward. It's like they're in this perpetual state of learning about doing it and how to be motivated, but never take the action. It's like if someone watched videos about how to swim for two years, but never <laughs> got in the water. It, you know, that's what I, there, there are so many people like that. And I, and I, and I'm going to mention some, I'm not going to mention a name, but I have a friend who has a doctorate, went to school to be a chiropractor, graduated, There's a little bit something else in there, but she always talks about all these higher things. Lots of talk. Lots of talk about accomplishment and, and doing great things and but no action. Zero action. And that's, I think that is, from my perspective, from what I see that people lacking on uh, accomplishing things in their life and doing things that they want to have, that lack of action is probably the biggest one that I see. I see a lot of people motivated. A lot of people have visions and ideas and goals, but they just, I don't know if they're afraid or they don't know how or what it is. Do, do you see that? Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I think it's all of the above. I mean, for what you said, I mean, I have, I do the same thing too. I have a freaking whole bookshelf of self-help books. But you're doing things. You're doing it. Yeah. You're but doing I mean, it. I definitely, but I do go through things where it's like, I don't use it or, you know, you want to read another one. The thing is, I mean, I can relate to it. You're looking for motivation. Yeah, but you're using it as a tool and you're taking Sometimes, those, yeah. you're taking Sometimes. that and you're putting it into action. I see it. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm just saying, I can relate. I understand. And the thing that happened, at least for me, it's like I'm seeking motivation. I don't don't necessarily realize it, but that's why people read self-help books. You're looking for an answer or help. But they all will say the same thing, that you have to do something. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I like, you know, I like like Tony Robbins a lot. Because he says that, he's like, this doesn't matter. Like, you can take all this information, but if you don't use it, what are we doing here? Like, why are you even listening to this? Yeah, exactly. I hear it all the time from people and from people that I know would succeed if they just took the steps. But you can't you can't make people yeah. do it. You can't even you can't shame them into it. You can't motivate them. Yeah. It's got to come from within. And it's. Maybe that for the people that you say, like, you know, they'll succeed. Maybe that's the confidence thing, too. Maybe that's what stops them. Maybe they have they lack the confidence that. Like you see it in them that they can succeed, but maybe they don't see that they can. It, it, yeah. With the confidence thing, it goes back to, I think, my experience, like I talked about with the pogo stick. If you've never had that experience. Of putting in the hard work and accomplishing something. 
I don't think you understand, you know, that, that you take that motivational uh, tape that you have or you take uh, inspirational quotes or whatever it is and you put that into motion. You, you, you act on it and you continually act on it. And I, I think maybe that's what they're, they're missing. Excuse me, that they didn't have, they haven't had that experience to build upon because until you have that experience, I don't think you can understand it. I think another thing too that, you know, this is just popping into my head, but maybe it's not that people don't understand because I think everybody can look at their life. Maybe not everybody. Most people have, at least relatively to them, they have worked hard at something. You know, maybe to you, it might not be hard work, but to some people, it was really hard work. So, but the problem comes when they can't relate that. Yeah. Because it's hard. I mean, some things there's no path. Like, that's for me. That's why I think school was so easy for me because there was already a path laid out. Everything was there for me. I just had to follow direction and do it. Whereas starting a business, it's not quite as laid out. Like, it's not like I'm paying somebody and they just tell me what to do. There's some things that I have to learn on my own. That's true. That's true. But you're... Your whole schooling wasn't laid out for you. Once you'd made the decision at each school, well, you had to look into the schools. You had to look into what you were going to do. You had to make a decision on that, especially when I went to graduate school. No one was there to hold your hand and say, okay, here's the schools. We're going to get you enrolled here. No, you had to do that yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's – I'm just relating that to – there's differences like – and some people's successes or their how they had to work hard is rel- it's it's all relative i think to individuals and they might not realize that they worked hard or well, they might not be able to look back on that it's obvious when you just said your path was laid out for you when in my perspective from an outsider i don't think your path was laid out at all for you it was all kinds of decisions and works that you had to do yeah i still had to work at it i'm just saying a lot was it's not, yeah, it's hard. It's not like I didn't work hard, but it was. You're like, here's the steps. You take these classes, to, you pass the yes, classes, yeah. you do the homework, you graduate. Yeah. But, but business is the same way. But yeah, you don't have it's a not school. Quite as structured, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can learn. Yeah. You can learn. But you just have to have a little. It doesn't even take a lot of, of, of work to figure it out. I mean, well. To get good at it takes a lot of work, but to make those first steps, it's just scary. And you're probably going to fail. Almost always you're going to fail. Almost always. Yeah. And you got to step back, regroup, make the new plan, fix the mistakes you made. Look at what you did. Where did I go wrong? Okay. Yep. I did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Okay, now I'm going to do it the right way. When I had my first roofing business, I did everything wrong. I can't believe I even stayed in business as long as I did, now that I look back on it. This time, honestly, I didn't want to start a business. I I wasn't really that motivated to, to start a business. But I knew... And I know 
that I need to make more revenue because my retirement's on the horizon. And I need to make some, some money and I have to be successful with this business. So I laid the strategy out, but it took me two years to lay this out. This is a long time. And I failed miserably several times. I had a cleaning business that failed. I had a different construction business that failed. I had my roofing business that it went on for 10, 12 years, but then eventually it failed when the economy tanked because I wasn't prepared. This time, I'm okay, I'm going back at it again. I'm trying to fix the things that I didn't know about. What didn't I know? I didn't have an education in business. I took care of that. I didn't know about marketing. I'm still learning about that. I know a lot. There's still a lot to learn. And you just keep going. And I'm probably going to fail on some. Actually, I have. I am failing in some aspects of my new business. But I'm pulling back, regrouping, making the changes, figuring it out as we go. And yeah, it's fucking hard. But it's fun. If you look at it like that, it's fun too. Stressful and fun. All right, we're going to move on. The habits. I love the the limited willpower. That, that That is interesting. But develop those habits. Use the motivation to develop the habits. Use willpower when you need to. You got that. Number five. We are just cranking through these two hours later. And what is just what I just talked about. The fifth trait is the ability to adjust and adapt and innovate. You can't just say, well, damn, that didn't work. Oh, well, I'm going to go back to the factory, put my time in. Oh, so that's what you want to yeah. do. Let's have, if that's yeah, what you want to do, that's cool. Yeah, that hey. is persistence. That's the definition of persistence, really. Mm, yeah, to keep going. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, to adjust. You know, yeah. you you could keep yeah. bang. I could keep ramming my head into the concrete, and that's persistence. That isn't going to help me succeed. Yeah, I got you know. I say okay. I step back. I walk around the wall. Hey, success! Because I innovated and I adjusted. That's what we're. Yep. You gotta be able to work smarter, not harder. There you go. And I that whispers (laughs) in my brain all the time. You said that too now. It's funny. Funny how things I could hear it from a thousand people and then I hear it from you and it and it rings differently. Yeah. So give me an instance. Give me an instance. Let's say with your business. So so you had this business of your own. Actually, you were working for someone and had your business. Your majority of your income is coming from the employment that you had. You had um, some other income coming in from your business that you were developing, and you are now still 100% in that. But when COVID hit and you lost your ability to earn a living from an employer, Man, you had to adjust and adapt and innovate. And I look at this and I look what you're doing and I'm like, yep, 100%. Just from an outsider, I can see all the extra things you've been doing. Is this something that 
in your brain you looked at like, okay, I got to make some changes here? Or how did that go? How, give me that scenario. What went through your brain when you realized, okay, there's no safety net of working for somebody anymore? Because that's scary. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It wasn't like a... I think that's what it came down to. It's not really a choice at that point. It's just a necessity. I mean, you have to. No, you could have went and worked at a factory. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. You could have went and worked at McDonald's. You could have done anything. <laughs> I, I couldn't have. That didn't go through my head. Right. That was not it. <laughs> <laughs> but so instead, you kept the focus of your goal and your burning desire and you adjusted and adapted and changed some things around. Ta-da. Things are moving in a positive direction. Yeah. Probably slower than you want, but hey, they're going. Yeah. And same with me. I mean, yeah, that... I'm sure there's... I'm just trying to think of the, but see, the ability that... to adjust and... But that's your mindset. That's what I'm talking. This is where I'm kind of talking about. This is a trait yeah, that you have. Your mindset didn't go, oh, shit, I better go drive for Uber and make some money. Your mind went to, oh, I'm going to shift and I'm going to grow this business even more and I'm going to make this happen. And this is where I'm making money. You know, actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, especially at the beginning. It's actually more of that, like, damn it, I better work on this. It was more of like a gratefulness, like now I have time to do what I would prefer to do. Good. Wow, that's even better. Yeah, that's... It's just, this has always been my... I, it's hard for me to even put this stuff in perspective, like you said, because this is just what's been in my head forever. As long as I can remember entrepreneurship was the goal. I think there's been things that have come up and like, oh, maybe I could do that. But it was always there. I remember in elementary elementary school, like selling stupid little things or something. Like me and my friends would buy like erasers or something and then resell them. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. Well That's always just been in my head. It's just not even a... Another thought. So some of these traits are things that you don't need to work on. So we, I'm, I'm going to say that we probably all have some of these traits. Mm -hmm. But to keep a per, uh, persistence and consistency, and, and going back to the, the main part of this podcast, is persistency in the face of adversity or pessimism especially from outside forces. When people tell you you can't, you're not going to, why are you doing that? Why don't you just get a job? Uh, have you heard that? No. Thank God. <laughs> I remember That's... when I quit a job, I had worked at a warehouse for eight years. It was a pretty good job. It was a union job. It was physically difficult. And that's where I developed my first back problems. I hated it. 
hated it with a passion, but I had a young family. It paid well and had good benefits. When I finally decided to change where I, the direction of my life was going, I was going to leave that place and do something else that I enjoyed and that I could learn and get, at, get good at and make money. I had to take a giant pay cut backward, and everyone, every motherfucker in that place who used to even call me the friend told me I was making the biggest mistake of my life. You're leaving a good job, you got a family, you got insurance, and you're just going off to do this thing. Every one of them. It would have been easy to give in to that. And those outside forces that, that tell you that, they can get in your brain in weak moments. When you're in a weak moment and you're at a low, those, those voices come back in your head and go, oh, man, maybe they're right. Maybe I just go back to working at this shit job that I fucking hate. Can't stand it. I physically feel sick when I walked into the place. It was so bad. And it's just because I knew this wasn't for me. The job wasn't that bad. But it wasn't for yeah. me. It wasn't, it wasn't mm -hmm. fulfilling at all. Fast forward, all those guys lost their job. They closed the place down. Ha ha. I shouldn't say I feel bad for a lot of those guys had a lot of years in that place. Um, but yeah, if I would have listened to those, if I would have listened to those people, I would have been miserable, miserable my whole life. And instead, I followed things that I enjoyed. And I loved it. I cannot say that I've done anything that I disliked since then. Well, more than a day or two. So, anyway, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. Another trait of persistent people is a desire for lifelong learning. And in some people, that doesn't come along until later. Some people just don't care to learn anything. I don't really know anybody like that because I don't surround myself with people because I think everyone really likes to learn things. Even if it's just about your hobbies or whatever. I mean, I think everyone has that. Yeah, but I would say, I think everybody has that and they, but I don't think they realize that's what it is. I don't think most people realize they're learning. <laughs> like they may try something new. Yeah. But they don't associate that with learning. And so I think a lot of people are almost uh, put off by the idea of learning. Right. I, I, I finished school a long time ago. I don't yeah. want to learn anymore. And maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's because they hated school or something, but yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of people do have that, like in a, a negative association with learning, even though, if they were able to like step back and see like, oh yeah, this was nice. It's it's like it's fun to learn something. It feels good. But. Yeah, I 
That's another thing we should look into. There's got to be a chemical reaction in your brain when you learn things because it does feel good. Yeah. You get a good sensation when you learn something. Like when you told me about the willpower is limited, that blew my mind. I'm like, wow, really? That that was that set chemical triggers in my brain. I'm weird. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. I mean, yeah. But I understand. I mean, I, like I said, that's why I keep, I have a desire for lifelong learning of, you know, health and fitness. I just enjoy it. I read stuff every day or. I like learning about everything. About it. I really do. Yeah, I do too, but. It's like, there's not enough time to learn everything I want to learn at all. I'm going to die wanting to learn a whole lot more. Yeah, but so I don't know. This is a trait, and this came off the website that I was looking at. It was just another bullet point. That I think maybe it's more to the point that they seek it out. You know? If, yeah, I think that's that. I think that's a better. Uh... Yeah, better. You, you seek out that lifelong learning. You you look to better yourself. Yeah. Through through learning. Important. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you only learn through experience. And I'd much rather learn from someone else's experience yeah. than my own, yep. especially bad experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a oh, interesting. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I know so many people in the fitness industry and even people that are highly educated. That once they reach that point, they just don't care anymore. And it blows my, like, about continuing education or, like, learning more things about fitness or, and it just blows my mind. You know, I think a lot of medical doctors are that way. Yeah. You ever see a lot of medical doctors, their, their heads are stuck back to 20 years ago when they went to medical school and never learned enough, you know, did the minimalistic yeah. that they have to do to keep their, their license. And all this new innovation is going on. They don't even know what's going on. It, it, You know it when you go to your doctor and you talk to him about some things and they're skeptical or I don't know about that. That's, you know, and they're talking to you about things that were 20 years ago. And you know from your simple research that there's so much more. So you, you yep. see that even, like you said, in high level, people with high level degrees. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So that's. But would you consider? So that's a good point. Do you need? Maybe it, do you need persistence? Do you need all these traits to be successful? Could, could you argue that a doctor who doesn't try to continue his education is he still successful? Yeah, I was I was going to bring that up, saying like we're talking about persistence, but and all these good things about it, but what? There's got to be an argument that persistence is bad too. Damn you and your negativity. <laughs> you mini me <laughs> but we hey, we don't, maybe another podcast you're the but I was gonna, another another word or something for number six that maybe would be better would be like a curiosity or like a something to do with curiosity like an undying curiosity i would have to agree with that because lifelong learning could could be uh conscrewed as um 
forcing yourself to learn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what, I, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like I said, like when I'm learning about health and fitness, it's because I read something and I'm like, wow, okay, I need to dig into that because I had no idea about that part. Right. Yeah. The it's curiosity. not because I'm like, I better get this done. Like I have to do my due diligence to be a better trainer. I think I'm going to send the, our, uh, the author of this article a link to our podcast and tell him about that because I think you're right on the money with that. I think the, the curiosity is a much better definition of number six. Okay. What's number seven? All right. Last and final is what we talked. You, you kind of hit it on, hit on it earlier. And, uh, I said, yep, we're going to get to that later. And that's the ability to use role models and mentors. And that might be one of the biggest ones because that was a roadblock that came up under a lot of these um, bullet points that we had was that people didn't know how to get there, you know? So it's a stumbling block for them mentally. And that's where the, the role models and mentors come in. You really need that. Even if it's just somebody on the internet that you're following, you know? You've got to have some of that guidance. Otherwise, you can really lose your motivation and your persistence because you hit so many roadblocks. And if you have to go, if you have to learn how to get around all of those by yourself, your trajectory is going to be much lower. It's going to take you much longer time to get to where you want to be. But if you use the role models and the mentors, and learn from their mistakes. Let them guide you, tell you how to get there, and choose them wisely. Obviously, there's a lot of fake people out there trying to make some money. Yeah. But I mean, who do you look up to, and who do you try to kind of look for guidance? Are there two or three people that, that I mean, you see, I mean, you see Tim Ferriss. I would, yeah, I would guess definitely. he's one. He was. He's definitely been one for a long time. I mean, in the fitness industry, there's definitely quite a few, I mean, that I just like to listen to, like Joe DeFranco, Eric Cressy, Ben Bruno. I mean, there's a ton of them. I've heard of Elliot Joe Hulse DeFranco, but one. I haven't heard of any other one else. Yeah. But yeah, those are... Yeah, Tim Ferriss was a big one. I listened to him for a long... Joe Rogan. Yeah. All the people that he has on. I mean, you get like a a huge variety of role models to learn from with yeah. that. You know. It's hard to beat the lifelong learning slash curiosity that you can get from Joe Rogan podcasts. It's, it's hard to, beat. yeah, it's hard to beat. That's a great resource. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and then when you find someone on there that you really connect with almost always, they have a podcast or something too, that you can yep. go and follow and, and use them as a mentor, uh, or get ideas from, or whatever it takes to, that that'll help help you along the way. That's what it's all about. Steal that, steal those ideas. Don't think you have to do everything by yourself. Yeah. Don't be so freaking stubborn that you think you need to make all the mistakes along the way so you learn. Learn from somebody else. Everyone's they've made all the mistakes yep. already. <laughs> Figure it out so you don't have to do it. Yeah, work smarter. I know. <laughs> Same That's thing. you. Work smarter. I gotcha. <laughs> but hard hard work is is complementary too. That's important. Yeah, of yeah. course. 
But if you can work smart and hard, oh man, yeah, look out. Yep. So let's let's do a little test here. You've heard the seven traits that um, successful, persistent people tend to have. Rating yourself from one to ten, ten being you are great and natural at all of those things. Where would you say you fall on that scale of, of an overall holistic vision of those? I don't know. I don't know if I could do it one to ten. I could go through each of them and be like. No, I go through each one of them, man. An all-consuming vision. All-consuming vision, I would say I'm pretty high on that. Like that's, Like I said, I've always had that desire for entrepreneurship and then once i found health and fitness that filled into what where entrepreneurship would take me with that too so that's always like it's always in my head it's never a day does not go by that that's not in my head so i'd say that's pretty high um burning desire i think those i mean for me those just go hand in hand it's like the same thing to me well the, the difference is with the, the cons- all-consuming vision, you're always thinking about it. With the burning desire, it means you're always going after it. You don't, you, don't let, you don't make excuses. You're always working toward that, no ma- even when you have letdowns. You know, you're still pushing. You're still going after it. Because many people have the vision, but they don't put in the work. So the burning desire means you're still going yeah. after it, even in the hard times. Yeah, well, <laughs> you've probably I've never been that hard, so <laughs> I guess and I'm still going. So I guess I'm high on that. Okay, good. Uh, inner confidence. We we went over that. You definitely yeah. have that. I feel pretty high, but I th- I feel like that still could use some work, though. I think I'm still learn. I'm just learning about it. I feel like I do have a lot of confidence in a lot of things, but there's something about it. I don't know. There's something there. I'm moderate there, I'd say. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good that you can recognize that. So now you know that that might be something you need to work on a little bit more. Maybe some positive self-talk or something. Yeah, definitely. Or even like I said, like, I mean, I look at my master's degree as just like, yep, did it. So, I mean, there's something, the fact that I look at it like that, I mean, I think that kind of ties in with that, you know, the positive self-talk and inner confidence and stuff. Yeah. 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 In a way, but it also says that you have, you have visions of higher things. So the, the master's degree was just a stepping stone to get to this bigger, better thing. That's definitely for sure. But I think it's still important to have the. Oh, to yeah. recognize that you have accomplished things. What an accomplishment, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that, like, yeah, I did master's, but there's, I'm not even close to what I need to be. So that's where it's like, I think it's a healthy thing, but there's definitely a lack of confidence because of that. Um, Highly developed habits. That might be my lowest one. I In terms of what I'm working on. I mean, like I said, I have good habits for certain things, but... 
And that's mine as well. That's my Achilles as well. Yeah. That's got to be my low one. Mm-hmm. That's probably the hardest one. For you know? me, it is. For I mean, I don't, because it's like having a vision's easy. Even the burning desire, it's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. If you found your thing, it, it's, it just falls into place. Yeah. Confidence is, I mean, that's hard. That can be hard, but creating habits is a really hard thing to do. That's, that takes a lot of work and time. The time part is what gets you. It's almost a catch-22 <laughs> because you've got to be persistent, right? Yeah. To get yep. a, develop habits. So yeah. how do you develop habits? Well, you got to have – how do you get to persistence? Well, by developing habits. Well, Yep. <laughs> yeah, huh. exactly. Um, ability to adjust. Adjust. Probably like yeah. moderate on that. I'm a, I think I'm adjustable, but it takes me a long time to realize that I need to adjust. And that would probably go back better to relying more on role models and mentors. Yeah. Even. Yeah. That could, point that those could things out. Point those out to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, desire for life, lifelong learning. High. Cheesy. Um, ability to use role models and mentors. I think I'm really good at that too. I would say I'm pretty high on that. Now, do you have any personal people who are role models or mentors that you look to and talk to for advice and discuss industry and and things like that? In my field? Yeah. Well, I mean, should be in your field. Yes. Yeah, it should be in your field. And just, but well, with if you include entrepreneurship, yes, into that, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, we. Well, you picked some bad role <laughs> models there, boy. Oh, you're in trouble. You better raise the bar a little higher. <laughs> but in my industry, it's tough. Nobody that I really personally talk to. I would say there's people I can I can reach out to, but not like close, not like an easy, you know, send them a text or something like that. Yeah. Well, keep keep thinking about that as you as you meet people and talk to people, because think about this. Envision yourself 20 years from now. Who are you? You're this successful entrepreneur. You've got a a wonderful business. Um, Everything's going smoothly. And you look back on your times now and earlier when you struggled and, and you had to figure things out and it was hard to do. How would you, if someone like you now came up to you 20 years from now and said, hey, I could really use some some expertise advice from time to time. What would your, what, what do you think you would say? Um. I would like to think that I would, it's, it's, you mean you want to help, but I think it depends on, uh, I guess it depends on the whole situation. You don't want somebody like calling you at no morning or something because. No, but you're not like that. (laughs) You know, if you met yourself, we'll say if you met yourself, you know, you're not going to be annoying pain in the ass. Oh. And you're showing eagerness and motivation and that. You would help someone. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. You're already established. You're not struggling to get to that point. You're there. I mean, you may still have more goals, probably, and you probably yeah. will. It's just like now, if you were, if you were, if someone in college, they're a, let's say they're a sophomore in their undergrad studies, and they, and they, and you kind of know them, you've met them, but then they come to you and say, hey, man, would you, can I pick your brain for a minute? I'm having trouble with this class or getting through this situation. What do you think I would do? Would you be willing to help that person give them 10 minutes of your time? Yeah. And you could give them a wealth of information in 10 minutes because you've done it all. They have no yeah. clue. They're still trying to figure it out. That's the same way with most people who've gone through all that. You know, mm -hmm. as long as you're not annoying, you know, yeah. I, I would yeah. seek that out if I were you. I've, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I still, and I have a couple people that I go to, you know, that I talk about, talk to with. I don't have anybody at a super high level, but I can get a lot of questions answered, usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people, people respect that and they appreciate that you consider them an expert in their field that you would want to ask their advice. You know, there's even mentorship groups that you can, I forget what it is. There is a group, and if, if you Google it, it'll probably come right up, that will um, pair you with a mentor mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to do that as well. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, they retire from business, they've got all this wealth of knowledge, and they just want to help people. And they volunteer their time to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's all kinds of resources out there. So if you just do a little bit of due diligence, but I, I, I'm, I'm not as good at role models as I should be of getting a mentor and role model. I stole a lot from my last boss. I'm not going to lie. A lot. And I picked his brain all the time because I knew I was starting my business. So I especially picked it about some of his marketing things that he did and i learned yeah. a tremendous amount now if i asked him to just give me advice he, there's no way because <laughs> i was working for him but i but i you know i was careful about it and asked the questions in the right way so you know there's more than one way to get the information you need yeah So what would you give yourself if you looked at all the, what do you think? One to 10 on all of them. What's the, what's the overall score? I don't know. That's a hard, that's a weird scoring. Seven. Seven Seven's a number. Seven's the number. <laughs> I was thinking seven in my head too. It's just always going to be seven for anything. One through 10. Yeah. Seven is the number. All right. Well, I think that was pretty good. I think we had a really good discussion on that. Yeah. I hope if anybody's listening to this, they picked up a little bit off that. Yeah, and I did. I, I did too, and I wrote it, most of it. Mm -hmm. But when you get up and you talk about it, you're talking about it out loud, you, you take in a lot of stuff. So I, I definitely want to do willpower and this limited, this thing. Do you know who you got that from? No, I'll find it. 
Okay, I'm going to do a little research on it myself. Toilet Googling. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know you do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else is new? What's going on in the world? Bitcoin. What is going on with Bitcoin? Don't ask me. Uh, I don't understand. That. Well, it's a stupid Biden, man. Did you see? I no. think that's what they're saying is killing everything right now is because uh, they're going to implement the uh, capital gains, a big capital gains tax increase. And that will be, oh. that'll be part of, I mean, you have to be making more than a million dollars a year. So it won't affect us, but it's mm. the people with a lot of Bitcoin and that kind of stuff. It's going to affect them big time. So they're cashing out now before the tax is there. Oh yeah. So the sell-off is happening and that's what's uh, driving down the, the price of, of stocks and Bitcoin. Mm. Let's see what it's doing right now. Yeah. Oh my God, it's down to forty-seven thousand. Jesus, I've lost <laughs> lost fifty some dollars. I live on a on a three hundred dollar investment. That's not very good. <laughs> no. I'm glad I'm just playing with it. Yeah, I still I'm still good. I think I bought in at like thirty something. So. And I, my stocks, I have Tesla, GameStop, and Alibaba. Tesla's up 6% from when I bought it, 6.5%. Alibaba's up 0.5%. GameStop, down 165 Yeah, You got in real late on that one. God. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to still take off, man. Come on. Get a hold. Don't lose my... I'm holding. I'm never letting go. GameStop, GameStop will die with my money, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I only got a hundred bucks, fifty yeah. or hundred bucks. Um, what else is going on? What's going on in California? How's life? Ooh. How's life in the sunny state, sunshine state? Good. I don't know. They still call it the sunshine Nothing. state. Isn't that Florida? Is it Florida? Oh. oh, well, you would know. You live there too. What do they call? What's California's thing? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Center don't Center for the woke or something? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Huh? Sunshine State. Yeah, that is Florida, isn't it? That shouldn't be it. It should be California. California's the sunshine. Yeah, but Northern California is not. No, they get a lot of rain. Sunshine. Yeah. Just like Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you got going on next week or this week? Uh, nothing. Nothing big, I don't think. Just being persistent. <laughs> Persistently lazy doesn't count. <laughs> hey, it's still persistent. It's my all-consuming vision. <laughs> I get to sit on my ass and do nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah! You know, I, I, like I said, I didn't want to start a business because I know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm really enjoying being super. Yeah, I, I like it because 
I don't have those guilt moments when I'm sitting around yeah. not doing anything. You know? Got, uh, can you see that? That's my... What? This is my modem from Verizon. It's only 30 bucks a month, unlimited. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Not bad. You can get it for 20 bucks, um, but you'll get a little bit less guaranteed uh, bandwidth. Mm -hmm. I think you get guaranteed 15, and for 30 bucks, you get a guaranteed 30. And you might get as much as 50 at high speed rates. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's my new, my newest little toy. Um, heading to Holland, Michigan next weekend. Going up there, going to spend the night. Um, going to take one of the grandkids, Zadie, up there. Let her do the um, kids fun run. Oh, nice. Yeah, part of Angela's birthday weekend. She's cool having her birthday. Um, what else going on? Yep, working, working, working man, working man. Um, the roofing company's moving right along. Still struggling with Google. Google is my nemesis. I'm probably going to have to break down and hire somebody to take care of it for me. Yeah. But finding that person is the hard part. Let's see if my brother will do it. Because I should be inundated with work right now and I'm not inundated. I've got enough but I'm not swamped like I want to be. I got a good crew though. Got a oh, good, yeah? got a good crew. Yep. Guys Finally got crew. some employees, huh? Yep, I got four guys. They're all good. Yep, that's that's uh that hard part of, that's a really hard part of the battle usually, but that one's going. Good. Um Think what else is going on? Not much. I got to get off here, and I got to get some new lawnmower blades on my lawnmower. That's about my fun. <laughs> That's my fun for the day. <laughs> All right. Well, till the next time, then, huh? Unless you, what have you got to add? Anything? No. Let's wrap up. Sounds good. It's a long podcast. All right, thanks for listening, folks. Stay persistent. Yes. We're out. See ya.